Please listen carefully. And now, live from the attic that smells like a basement in McKinney, Texas, it's the Assuming Positions Podcast, featuring two guys high-fiving with words, Kevin and Mikey. Hey everybody, welcome to the Assuming Positions Podcast. Kevin over here. And Mikey over here. And today on the podcast, it is time for our monthly Nerd Alerts. The Alerts of Nerds. Nerd Alerts. And for the latest alerts in pop culture news, we head over to the Nerd Alerts desk where Mikey has his laptop at the ready. I'm surrounded in ticker tape. Starting it off as we all, as I always like to, uh, trailers because there's a bunch coming out. There were because we're getting ready for the summertime blockbuster movies. That is, well, that seems to be less of a thing, but I'm glad they're still like, hey, let's save this for the summertime. Yes, one of those being a new superhero movie from DC that I knew nothing about really, but it's Blue Beetle. Yeah, man, I know nothing. Uh, if you tell me, if you tell me like what's Blue Beetle, and I'm like, uh, it's like a Volkswagen. <laughs> And then you punch the person next yeah. to you. Yeah, you use a punch buggy blue, <laughs> right? No, I don't, I don't know. And I'm kind of lacking in my DC knowledge because oh, yeah, I was yeah. always more of a Marvel kid. Same, same. Yeah. But this looks cool. Uh, it's directed by Angel Manuel Soto mm-hmm. and stars Zolo Maradueña, uh, who we know. Cobra Kai. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're, we're Cobra Kai nerds, so. Yeah. Well, at least the first couple seasons. Yeah. And then I mean, it turned it's in weird CW soap operas. <laughs> Most of them do, but it's a good time. You know, if you do like Karate Kid, it's fun. Uh, but he's from that, and this looks neat. This is DC. I was surprised because this seems way better than I would expect out of yeah, DC. I don't know. It's hard to tell by a trailer, of course. True, but it looks more like the TV shows, which is a good thing yes. because DC does TV shows well. I was getting a whole bunch of Miss Marvel vibes from this, right? Well, I'm George Lopez. That's all I yeah, Price of admission right there. Yeah. And uh, Harvey Gillen is in there. Yeah, yeah, Guillermo yeah. from What We Do in the Shadows. Right, right, right. Um, but it's the it's it's Latin family heritage is sort of baked into the premise mm-hmm. and the character because um, they are taking this from the, the comic book series. But it's sort of like a <laughs> it's the return of one of my favorite tropes, the star kid, the the Giver, the Spider-Man to some extent, mm-hmm. but Alien comes down and takes over a host, and it's like yeah. some boy that has to figure out how to use his power. Shazam, kind of like that. Yeah. Last Starfighter. <laughs> yeah. So it looks fun. Uh, it, like, that costume is is alien, but it's got, it can go to space, it can fly, yeah. it can punch, it can make giant swords. It's like the Giver on steroids, and mm-hmm. I love the Giver. Yeah, it's, it had that funny bit where he makes a Final Fantasy sword. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty funny. And then the suit responded. It's like, good choice. <laughs> I like that, that. That There's a movie, Upgrade, that has that similar sort of like talking mm. to the voice in your head yeah. vibe. Um, that's a good beat. It looks like it might be fun. I think that as well as not when you're not so much into a certain thing, when you don't know much about it, you can walk in there without any expectations. Yeah, yeah. And it might come across better for us. Being that we're like, I don't know nothing about Blue Beetle. <laughs> and Flash is a little bit like this, but this seems to be DC dipping into the 
the like the younger superhero. Like Marvel mm-hmm. always had their Spider Mans, mm-hmm. and now they're Miss Marvels. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like DC. I mean, it's always been Justice League and old right. like protectors of the right, right, right. the realm. This is cool to see the coming of age DC style. Yeah, it's interesting too because it's like a suit thing that gives you powers. It's not so much the you're just a god thing. <laughs> That's it. That's just a mantle. Yeah, interesting. Uh, but speaking of mantle, we also got an awesome teaser trailer for The Marvels. The Marvels, I watched it like three, <laughs> four times in a row. Just today, right? So, yeah, just today. <laughs> I watched it like three times when it first dropped, and then you sent it to me again in the Nerd Alerts notes, and I watched it like two more times. That's it, though. Uh, Kamala Khan, Monica Rambeau, mm-hmm. and Captain Marvel yes. all coming back. Looks great. <laughs> I'm very excited. I do love that the trailer did give us the beat, which was the answer to the show. Because at the end of the show, we yeah. saw Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel switch places. Mm-hmm. But then we see where Miss Marvel ends up, and she ends up in a spacesuit yeah. out of outside of Nick Fury Station. And exactly. she's like, oh, Nick Fury, and starts floating away. <laughs> oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Yes. It's just, <laughs> is this an Avengers test? <laughs> did I get in? I love her so much. She's going to be the star of this. Yes. Just from that beat yes. of, we're not a team. We're not a team. And she's like, oh, we're a team. <laughs> yes. She's it's, Elfo. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Spider-Man, when you put him in the Avengers, yeah. I love it. Me, when I'm put into any adult situation. It's like, <laughs> that's why I relate real hard. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. No, it looks it looks great. It, it's And it seems like I can see the, the dynamic. Just in the trailer, you can see that dynamic where mm-hmm. it seems like Monica Rambeau is kind of going to be like the go-between. Yes. Because it seems like Brie Larson's playing Captain Marvel is like, I'm Captain Marvel. I'm very important. And she's almost plays uh, Captain Marvel like Superman. Almost super elite because yeah. she's dealing like with huge, bigger problems. Right, right. And it's I get the Superman vibe out of it where, you know, Superman's just like, I'm Superman. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on here? Like how Superman sometimes and some stuff treats Batman. Yes. Yeah. Where he's like, yeah, that's nice, Bruce. I'm <laughs> Superman. You know what I mean? None of your petty little Batman emo problems. Yeah. We have a world to save. Exactly. It seems like there might be that kind of vibe going on. <laughs> uh, but it's coming out November 10th. We're getting it this year. I'm excited mm-hmm. for it. Seems like it's been just enough time to get backed into to the Miss Marvel action world. Yes. I'm very excited. It looks a lot of fun. And it, like all the hints of them having, like, I mean, yes, they're a team, but like they were dialogue hints to like their powers actually being linked and combined. Yeah, I'm curious to see. Somehow. Yeah, see how that plays out. I'll show you what I can do. <laughs> no. Bloop. <laughs> and that's not going to be the only time that bit happens. Yeah. It's going to be great. It's like Freaky Friday. Yeah. But and with I, superheroes. And the alien cat is back. And yeah. I'm pretty sure I saw a herd of alien cats. Mm-hmm. Ooh, so many neat things. And like we said, we'll go back to our episode where we went through Miss Marvel the show. Whew, we had a lot of good things to say about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then for me, we had a, an animated trailer for that dropped. For you? Yes. Well, for everybody, but <laughs> I'm putting it in here. I'm talking about it because I want to talk about it. <laughs> and that is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Here was an app show. I'm pretty sure this is the 20th movie they made. Oh, wait, no. That's too many syllables. <laughs> Uh, this is, a, I mean, this is not any sort of new iteration of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but uh, it's a new animated style. It looks a lot like they're taking a whole bunch of cues from Spider-Man across the universe, mm-hmm. or across the Spider-Verse, um, as well as like Kubo and the Two Strings style animation. Mm-hmm. But it's Seth Rogen, perpetual teenager as he's built in the trailer, and he's animating the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to be actual, like, just turned teenagers. Yeah. 
and it looks like a great time. Mm -hmm. Because they did an animated just called TMNT, like early 2000s, and it has that same sort of humor vibe. A little gritty, but I mean, it's Teenage Ninjas. Yeah, it's interesting that they're trying to go balance between going back to its original roots when it was very mm-hmm. um, almost dirty. Yes. Into then it got totally like cleaned up and polished and kidified. Yes. So it seems like there's been a few attempts to like kind of balance it off. And it seems like Seth Rogen would be a good person to head up that kind of balancing act. I mean, he's like, there, you do still hear his name and everybody, you know, if you know Seth Rogen, you're like, oh yeah. But he's also been behind the scenes doing a lot of hustling for like the Preacher Show, which is mm-hmm. based off a graphic novel. I mean, he's been doing comic book properties for a minute. So it's cool that he's getting such a big name project. I wish I could do the laugh. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you uh, have to, yeah, you just have to hurt your throat. I, I just end up, I end up sounding like <laughs> Beavis... It can sound like Beavis or Butthead or something. <laughs> when it's a weird combination of both. Yeah. Uh, but it just, it, there's so many hints of the Spider-Man animated movie that I love so much in this, and it seems like there's a whole bunch of the same love and care. Yeah. Uh, plus, the, the voice actor cast list is just heavy hitters and comedians. I mean, there's like 20 different big names in there. So. Hit me with some. Uh, Hannibal Burris. Oh, yeah. Uh, Seth Rogen himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan. John Cena. Is he Splinter? Yes. Oh. <laughs> John Cena sneaking in there. All the like all the kids are actual like kid voice actors. So you got Micah Abbey, Braddy Noon, Nicholas Cantown, mm. who are like, you know, are doing good as kid actors, but they aren't having the like celebrity do like what use your kid voice and be a ninja oh, yeah. turtle, which is good. Or Seth Rogan being like, I'm a total party dude. <laughs> Calabunga. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> he has to keep doing takes because uh, th- he keeps coughing during the... <laughs> so yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is coming back in August, so that's coming up the quickest. Mm. Something fun for the summer. Uh, but one last trailer that I totally caught me by surprise. I didn't even know it was a thing until it dropped, but it's a movie called Fool's Paradise. Yeah. And it's Charlie Day mm-hmm. from uh, Pacific Rim, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. various Charlie Day projects. This is him in his writing and directing debut. Yes. And it looks like a Chaplin movie. It does, and one of Ray Liotta's last movies. That's it. Unfortunately. Uh, better than Cocaine Bear, so. Yeah, right, <laughs> As yes. far as legacy it, goes. It looks like it's going to be better than Cocaine Bear. Yeah, this trailer looks really, I'm intrigued. Yes. It looks very interesting. I guess he's the, there's a uh, character actor who won't come out of his trailer <laughs> who is a method actor. Yeah. So they're making fun of method actors. And I guess he's playing a character who doesn't talk or doing a silent film or something. Yeah, he's getting out of the... Well, like, there's two Charlie Days. They're kind of parent trapping it. Yeah. One is the, the character actor, like you're saying, who's like the diva. And then the other is a mental patient that just gets put on a bus and sent downtown because yeah. he's all better. Yeah. Or <laughs> they can't help him anymore. Yeah. But he he's a mute. He doesn't speak, but he mimics people, and he has very, like, I say Charlie Chaplin because it is that physicality and the humor. It's mm-hmm. a silent actor, but he's doing, like, the, the funny knockover things and yeah. the surprise faces and the, the physical beats. Right. I mean, I couldn't tell from the trailer exactly. I kind of looked into it a little bit. I couldn't even tell looking into it, but it seems like maybe they're doing, like, the reason why it's okay for him to be quiet is because whatever character the character actor is supposed to be playing is mute. Oh, maybe, yep. Or is in a silent film or something. Yep. That's why everyone's putting up with him not talking because he's one of those Daniel Day-Lewis guys who's like, I am Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) This is my left foot. (laughs) 
No, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but this just seems so whimsical, and this seems completely original. So I'm, yeah. I'm excited. Original is good. Absolutely. That's why we're highlighting things like that. Yeah. Original is better than it's not just another reboot of something. <laughs> and whimsy. Can't can't go wrong with whimsy. Mm-hmm. But you said Ray Liotta. We also got Ken Jong in there, Kate yeah, Beckinsale, Ken. Adrian Brody, mm-hmm. Predator, yeah. Hall of Fame, Jason Sudeikis, Edie yeah. Falco, yeah. Jason Bateman, Common, yes. just a, a John Malkovich. Yeah. As that bit part in the trailer, I was like, oh, I want to see Charlie Day and John Malkovich just have fun. Charlie Day must be just the... Like, super friendly guy, he seems like he is. He definitely seems like a sweetheart. Have all those people in there. It's obviously just friends. Yeah. He's just (laughs) friends with all these great people. You can see him, like... Just like he seems snuggly, yeah. You, but crop, he's he's at some like hoity toity Hollywood party, and John Malkovich is there, and he's just like, Oh, Mr. Malkovich, I'm a really big fan of making a movie, and I don't talk at it, but it'd be really cool if you talked at it. Something along those lines. He's like, uh, he's like Bobcat Goldthwait, but oh, like, absolutely, but like you know, like sweeter for some Not I'm talking about the actual, yes, the actual guy who's a director who actually does seem like a sweet guy. I'm talking about the character he used to play in stand-up mm-hmm. that bobcat character <laughs> so yeah check out uh, keep an eye out for it that's actually coming out this month so on time nerd alerts just in time for its release fool's paradise looks like it's gonna be fun and then this is sort of a correction sort of an update we were wrong not completely wrong but we were wrong we said willow was canceled after season one mm-hmm. and we were real sad about it we were we were angry <laughs> we were like why 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 we had pitchforks and torches. <laughs> and we weren't the only ones, apparently. And it was enough of a buzz that John Kasdan, the show creator and runner, uh, producer, uh, took to Twitter and posted a message. And he said, the headlines are kind of scandalous. Willow's not canceled, but it's not immediately coming back. Mm-hmm. So Willow has been paused, but definitely left open to the future. I'm going to read a little bit of the an excerpt from what he posted. Yeah, it, was just really, it was really sweet what yeah. he wrote. And even he did... Something that I think is really great as far as the way we go about things and positivity, he actually was positive towards the negative. Absolutely. Which I think is really cool. So have at it, Mikey. And this is John Kasdan. So uh, as a lifelong devotee of Deadline Hollywood, I also appreciate the punchy headline drives clicks. So I understand how Willow canceled after season one on Disney Plus is fun and juicy. However, as I'm nearly certain I've had more conversation about this in the last couple of weeks than Nelly Adriva, of who he's, he's a fan. Uh, That's I feel, the reporter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I feel fairly confident that if asked, neither I nor the folks at Lucasfilm would or have actually characterized it quite that way. The truth is less splashy, but here it is. A decision was made last week to release our main cast for other series opportunities that may arise for them in the coming year. With all the TV and movies in production around the world, it seems unfair to limit an actor's ability without a clear sense of when you're going to need them again. Uh, Further trivialized by the simple reality that the scripts we've been working on require just as many actors with whom no such contractual hold exists. Nothing prevented Annabelle Davis, for example, uh, played Willow's daughter, from taking another show, but you better believe Mims appears in every single Volume 2 chapter. Mm -hmm. So they're still writing with those characters in mind. If you're asking what this means for you as a viewer or for me as the creator, here's what I think it means. Due to forces much larger and more intricate than I would ever pretend to fully understand, production of streaming shows is slowing down across the entire industry, and Willow won't resume filming in the next 12 months. But here's what's equally true. With the enthusiastic and unwavering support of Lucasfilm and Disney, we've developed and written what we hope is a brain-meltingly fun, richer, darker, and better volume two, which builds on the characters and stories of the first eight chapters. Parentheses, the worm survives! Mm -hmm. 
And that's end message from John Kasdan. I like the part at the top where he speaks of like, hey, we feel all the love, and but also all the hate, but the hate's valuable too. Yes. <laughs> The hater, we hear you. We, we hear you at the haters as well. Because he basically said, like, you had criticisms, but you still watched all the episodes, basically. Yeah. So thanks for that. Yeah. Hate watching still counts as yeah. watching, <laughs> which is kind of interesting. <laughs> but yeah, it's very, it's it's kind of funny. This is like he very deftly said, like, "Hey, Deadline, you got this wrong." Yep. Because, and I understand you're going for clickbait, but here's the real story. It's going to be a minute before we do the second one, so we were release the cast so they could do other stuff in the meantime. Which seems nice. From their contracts, mm-hmm. which all they heard, all Deadline heard was, uh, will a cast release from the contracts? Yeah. So that means, oh, show's canceled. Yep. But apparently there's other things going on that we don't know about, and they must be refocusing on the way they do streaming contracts. I think that's kind of what he was saying. That, Talking about the streaming wars slowing down mm-hmm. makes me think that there there's something going on with in boring legal stuff that he doesn't want to get into here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, this is a job for administration. Right. And not that it's like official confirmation, but it is very interesting to hear an actual just statement of as an industry everybody's slowing down. Yeah. Like everybody as a fans we feel it and we've heard like mentions from Feige and Kathleen mm-hmm. Kennedy but now it's like, oh, it's everybody. Like, yeah. I know that's business and money based mm-hmm. decision, but it's interesting to see it be because it's everybody. See how different companies handle it. Yeah, it's and I think so much of it is that all these streaming services are kind of hitting a wall, and they're trying to figure out. There's only so many people in the world. Yeah, you can't grow exponentially. <laughs> nope. So they're trying to figure out how to. Okay, this is we're probably only ever going to have this much money. Yep. So we're going to have to figure out how to do this, how to make this work, how to find other revenue streams. I mean, it makes sense. Yep. Because if you have these people under contract, you're going to have to be paying them for sitting around not doing anything. True. Um, yeah, there was some story, I, th- I think it was Phoebe Waller-Bridge just made like $60 million because and like didn't have to do anything because they had lined it all up and they were like, oh, we're changing things. And yeah. she's like, do I have to make anything? And they're like, no. She's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's kind of it kind of got into a place where that was happening in like the late 80s yep. with all those sitcom stars and everything like that. You hear tons of stories, especially if you listen to the podcast with some of the older stand-up comedians where they were getting put on those, like, a holding deal. Yeah, there you Which go. would be, so be like NBC or CBS or whatever would say, like, hey, we like you. You're a great stand-up comedian. We could do a show based around you. We don't have anything yet. But we'll get there. But we'll get there. And then stuff would never happen. Yeah. So there was all these stand-up comedians who made tons of money and never had, like, a Home Improvement or Roseanne or whatever. Yeah, and then, like, a whole bunch of those got put to pilot, and then even the pilots didn't make right. it. It's another cutting process. So that's just, like hemorrhaging money they stopped doing that because at some point they realized like we're just giving people money for nothing there you go so i think that's what's happening here i think that's what's going on with the slowdown and all that kind of stuff at least from the outside looking in, that's what it seems like i got you i think that they're gonna have to start doing what 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 bands used to do is like it's all about the merch because oh, i know yeah. stranger things merch is so huge star wars yeah. yeah that i think that they're like okay we we can keep this going because we're selling so much merch that's branded, has Netflix on it, has Stranger Things on it. Yep. I think that's one of those things that if that's happening, then they're like, okay, let's keep moving. <laughs> let's keep going. And from the art standpoint, I mean, it, 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 I, I can see the argument, too, in that like 
everybody's getting a little burnt out about the redos and the do-agains and the mm-hmm. the look-alikes. Mm-hmm. So now it's like slowing down to make things of more quality rather than quantity. Mm, maybe. Who will see. The time will tell. Uh, we're going to spice it up a little bit because I have so many notes that uh, that are all interesting to talk about. Kevin, pick a number, 1 through 13. What? <laughs> Just pick a number. Can one I roll th- a die? Sure, roll a die. <laughs> I don't have a... Give me a die. All right, I have a 20-sided die. Yeah, I don't have a D13, but you have a D20. No. I rolled 10. <laughs> a 10, okay. I rolled I 10 it. on a D20. <laughs> uh, Street Fighter live action TV and movie rights have been acquired. Street Fighter? By Legendary Entertainment, the creators of Dune and Godzilla vs. Kong. Oh. That is really all the details in this note. Mm. But is it, it? does Street Fighter have enough brand power to come back? Maybe. That's so funny because legendary. Uh, that's Chris Hardwick has tons. Yep. Of, he's like one of the legendary guys now. Yep, and that's where he is now. Other than like, <laughs> other than making people drop balls down giant walls. <laughs> but it's it's just it's funny when you hear this legendary stuff. You're like, oh yeah, Chris Hardwick was saying they're like, we could get the rights to Street Fighter. Do it. <laughs> what are we gonna do with it? I don't know. Just get the rights. <laughs> but that's the funny part because like. For all, like, we've harped on video game movies enough, so, you know, yeah. you, we, you know that argument, but Street Fighter has a lore to it. It does. For being, a, the premise is a whole bunch of people get together to beat each other up. Yeah. End of premise. You can make a movie off that. Mm. I've watched a bunch of movies about that. But with Street Fighter, you get the cool character backstories that are right. actually intertwined way better than anything like Mortal Kombat ever did. Yeah, it's true. I don't know, though. I do know they have tried, and we got the the Jean Claude Van Damme Raul Julia masterpiece. Oh, yeah. can they get that lightning bo- in a bottle back? <laughs> Just kidding. This, that movie is terrible, but it's an awesome terrible. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, you know. For my money, I'll, I'll tell you, I don't know. Let's let's just do like a quick between me and you. Yes. Of the fighting games. Yes. I don't know if they called like, you know, side by side fighting. I don't know what to call it. Of the fighting games, Street Fighter's probably one of my favorite ones. Yep. It's hard for me to say whether Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter I like more. <laughs> wow. If we're going purely on the amount of time my thumbs spent time playing the game, it's Street Fighter Third Strike for me. Mm. Killer Instinct, and then either a Tekken or a Mortal Kombat. Yeah. But those fall third. But Street Fighter has always been my one or two. That was my like first arcade game. Yeah, I'd say that the for my thumbs, it's I, Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat are probably tied. Yep. Just depending on the system, right? <laughs> yeah. Because wasn't like Mortal Kombat was all about the Sega, right? It, Sega had the blood, which made people right. want it on the Sega. Right. Yep. And then Street Fighter was like Nintendo, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's probably Capcom. that's probably why. Yep. But yeah. Okay. Um, character. Yes. Who's Street Fighter. Who'd you go for? Oh, I'm either basic basic boy Ken, mm-hmm. because why not? Or a a a, a Blanca or a Guile. Yes. Yeah. I was either Blanca or Chun Li. There you go, Chun Li. She's De- a sleeper. Depending. Vega. That was a that was a, a big runner for the mm-hmm. long time. And then I always just like Zangief. He's terrible, but <laughs> as far as like character art and like character, I wish I could just be my avatar. Zangief yeah. was always the best. Yeah, he's got the mohawk and the scars. Yep, he crush anybody. <laughs> Pile driver. <laughs> A little awesome. 
No, but uh, you got like all those. You got Python, and then like yeah. with the new additions, and then when they started blending with uh, Marvel games, Marvel versus Capcom, oh, yeah. just, the roster just exploded. Those were fun, Marvel versus Capcom. Okay, what about Mortal Kombat? <laughs> Mortal Kombat, uh, it was Raiden all the way. Really? Yeah. Wow. I was always, get over here. <laughs> Raiden or Liu Kang? Liu Kang just because it was the one fatality I could do, that dragon where he eats you. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So yeah, that, that we don't know when, we don't know how, but somebody has purchased and has the full legal obligation or ability to put out Street Fighter movies and TV. See, I want. It makes you wonder, like, what do you do? You just take the care. See, I the wasn't the. I'm trying to remember the Jean Claude Van Damme one. Wasn't it just like set to be like there's a tournament type thing? Well, yes, but also that M Bison was like the megalomaniac evil bad guy running it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I didn't remember why do I remember that movie, but and Jean Claude Van Damme is like the sergeant that's bringing these Uber warriors together right. to take down the bad guy. So it's right. almost like an army mission more than like a tournament. It seems like it would be like way more fun if I mean I know it's based on the tournament, but it seemed like it'd be more fun if you could figure out a way to just like use those characters, yep. and have them do <laughs> something else other than being a tournament. I don't know what. Yeah, yeah, but. Make it more like a, a world-fighting Avengers, like, mass melee kind of. Right. Like, those people all happen to be in some sort of similar event, right. you know, where they need to use their fist to solve the problem. I don't know. <laughs> Something, I don't know. Yeah, what do you do with it? But it's been around for years, so hopefully, yeah. they, they, I don't think they can kill it, but it'd be kind of funny. Uh, roll that die. See, tell me what number we get. It just makes me, it just makes me, uh, every time I think of Street Fighter, I just want to stand <laughs> and kind of bounce. <laughs> Round one. Okay, I'm rolling the D20. I rolled a seven. A seven? This is exciting. <laughs> well, I think we have a new wrinkle in Nerd Alert. <laughs> uh, You're going to have to have 20, or we get a Pop-O-Matic bubble. There you go. Pop-O-Matic, that'd be great. Um, this is Marvel Movie News. Mm. Uh, it's mainly in here because we got an update on Blade. Blade has survived this sort of... Invisible sort of cutting. The culling? Yeah, the culling blade <laughs> that nobody knows about except the higher-ups at Marvel. Yes. Uh, but Blade is still coming, and it, just interesting news. Mia Goth is now joined as an undisclosed but high up in the listing, cast listing, interesting. of Blade. What do we know Mia Goth from? Uh, Mia Goth, um, That's a, is that a real name? I, it seems like a Hollywood name. Yeah. <laughs> or like f- fun air quotes parents. You yeah. Know? From the 90s. <laughs> uh, she's re- Her biggest known role is actually in a couple of horror movies for A24. Oh, okay. Uh, she was in a movie called X and Pearl. And mm. then there's a trilogy. The third one to that's called Maxine with three X's. Um, but she basically plays like crazy killer lady. Yeah. Uh, doing a great job at that. She has a similar vibe to actually the Red Witch that we saw in Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, yeah. I totally thought it was Mia Goth for a second, yeah. but then IMDb confirmed it wasn't. But it's that sort of vibe. Marshala Ali is still confirmed to be Blade. Yeah. Still coming later this year. And then Mia Goth uh, also is in talks to be uh, the co-star in Guillermo del Toro's Frankenstein. Oh. So Yeah, she's kind of vampire-y looking, so I wonder if she's going to be the big bad in Blade. That might be. Yeah. She, she's filling in the Christina Ricci casting yeah. call. <laughs> yeah. That's number seven. Roll it again. Oh. <laughs> Here we go. So what's out? Seven and ten are out. Seven and ten are out. Nine. Nine. All righty. <laughs> this is just funny. This is the headline. These are quick. 
And I, 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 I'm giving props to whoever wrote this headline. With nine shows on the air, Dick Wolf extends overall deal at Universal Television through 2027. Is so the Law and Order guy? Yeah. Yeah. Dick Wolf extending his deal. Sorry. So funny. Um, but this ties into what we were talking about. It that Wait, he has nine shows on the air currently? Currently. What? And then his contract for an overall deal at Universal just got extended to 2027. Okay, let me see if I can. Let's see how many I can get. There's Law and Order. Original? <laughs> Is that still going? Yes. SVU Special Victims Unit. Yes. Is there another Law and Order? Yes. Law and Order, what, Miami? No. <laughs> um, what's the... I know there's no Law and Order. I forget what the tagline is. Um, organized Crime. Organized Crime. Interesting. So that's your three Law and Orders. Oh, there's three Law and Okay, good. Um, at least I knew that. Does he do the Chicago shows? He does. So Chicago Fire, Chicago Med, and Chicago... PD or blue or whatever it's called. That's four, five, and six. Yep. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so how many more do I have to get? Seven, eight, nine. Three more? But if you can sense a theme, so three of them were Law and Order. Three of them were what they call the One Chicago franchise. Yeah. Um, and then the last three are, I didn't even know these were a thing. Dick oh. Wolf has an FBI franchise. Oh, really? Which is FBI, FBI Most Wanted, and FBI International. Oh, I never heard of any of those shows. So I think I've seen Most Wanted, if it's the one I'm thinking of. I just mm. had no idea that was Dick Wolf. But that dude's still around. That's crazy. And we were just talking like he was the old school generation of like a company giving you an overall deal. Right. And it does seem like things like that are coming back. Like a uh, who who we got. We got like the sit ubu sit guy. Yep. Jordan Peele. Right. He, oh, you're talking about old school? Old school, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, like all the, not Norman Lear. What was his name? Norman Lear did a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. So like like Norman Lear, like they yeah. ma- basically said, hey, if you want to make a show, we'll put it right. out. Right. And the Sidhu Busit guy, I forget what he <laughs> And the um, Canal guy. Yep. You always knew them because they would have something at the, at the end. That would be their thing. That yep. would be their thing. Worldwide pants, but no, that was yeah. Letterman. <laughs> but yeah, so hopefully the fact that Dick Wolf from generations ago is still going through 2027. That's, that's Do you good watch things. any of those shows? Uh, I was a fan. I, like, I mean, I love Law and Order. Really? I'm not an active like. Dun dun. Yeah, it's not an appointment watching for me. Yeah, but I, I will watch it as like mm. background. Like, what, what? I'm not in the mood for anything. Let's turn on some Law and Order. I never watch any of that stuff. I'm not into police procedurals that much. But oh. uh, those FBI shows seem interesting to me because I kind of like FBI stuff. But every those all those titles, if I saw them, they <laughs> sound like um, America's Most Wanted shows. Oh yeah, like I would have thought they were like that's those. What I'm, okay, that's what I'm thinking of. Not FBI Most Wanted recreation shows or yeah. something like that. I'm thinking of America's Most Wanted. Yeah. So yeah, and uh, like FBI shows. I watch Mine Hunters. You can't get better than that. Mm. Give me a number. Two. Two. Um, we haven't had a roll outside of Spectrum yet. I'm wondering what what the curse is going to be for your dice rolls. No, just kidding. Number two. Uh, speaking of the streaming industry changing, Netflix is killing off their DVDs. After 25 Wait. years, Netflix's original business is shutting down uh, on September 29th Wait. this year. Wait, they still... <laughs> It hadn't been shut down? That was my immediate follow-up question. It's like, oh, they're shutting it down. Wait, it was still going? Yes. Are you kidding me? That's crazy. People, like, it's always that argument, though. Like, there's the flyover states where internet is like satellite or nothing. DVD through the mail doesn't buffer, you know? They're like Starlink. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. Wow. If you had asked me, like, if you said, like, when did Netflix stop doing DVDs? 
I would have been like 2020. <laughs> yeah. You know, I would have said a good three years ago. Yeah. Whenever they started doing original programming would have been my oh, guess. Yeah. Like, oh, they took their DVD money and just put it into streaming yeah. content. It's crazy. Wow. Also crazy is they first started in 1998. Yeah. Okay. The first movie they ever mailed out was Beetlejuice. Oh. And since 1998, they have shipped out, mailed out over 5.2 billion movies in its hmm. signature envelopes. Did you ever have Netflix? Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. Like, I'm, I don't mean the streaming service. I mean getting the DVDs. I got the DVDs while I was working at Blockbuster and getting Blockbuster DVDs in the mail, too. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I was the Blockbuster employee trader, though. It was like, Netflix, don't get Netflix. I was like, oh, I could already have Netflix. <laughs> yeah, I had it, too. It was like, it was super convenient. It was the best for TV shows because they yeah. used to put DV, TV shows on DVDs in like sets of four. So mm-hmm. you order, mail the first one, watch it, send that one back, and while you're watching the second one, the fourth one comes. Right. Oh, it was great. Yeah. They didn't really have TV shows at Blockbuster. Nope. Yeah. They started to, but then you had to like rent them all as a box and people were like, what? Yeah. You're giving me flashbacks though. <laughs> so yeah, so long. I need to put this, bring this back when? <laughs> <laughs> but I think this is just a, like... Uh, probably the final nail in the coffin of DVDs being a form of media. That's I don't, crazy. I don't see them persisting. I mean, CDs are still around, but it doesn't seem like there's any sort of need for a, a movie physical media. There's not, but I like to have them because I always think I like, what if the streaming service doesn't work anymore? That's it. And then they take stuff off all the time. That's They'll it. take. You'll be like, oh, that's on Netflix. And then it'll be like, one more day to watch. And you'll be like, <laughs> you're taking that off Netflix? Yeah. Or if you pay to rent something, it's like, oh, you rented it. A digital thing that will expire after a time limit yeah. because whatever reason. <laughs> but then they do that thing where they're like, oh, you can buy it and download it. But then I'm like, well, where does it live? How yeah. do I get to it? It's really interesting. Um, when my kids were little, I had downloaded a whole bunch of like free stuff on Apple. Okay. On iTunes. Yeah, it was yeah. on iTunes. But when I got Apple Plus, yep. they're on there. Like these kid shows from like... Years ago, just I mean, because they're registered with that account, yeah, that's awesome. I was crazy. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> it said, it said your shows, and I like clicked on it expecting it to be blank. Yep. And there's all this like, like <laughs> these, I forget exactly what it was like PBS shows and stuff. There's stuff that was like free that you could download that I downloaded for the kids to look at on yeah. airplanes yeah, and yeah. stuff when they're like four <laughs> and five. So they're like from like 13 years ago. That's fun. So that kind of made me go like, well. If the company's big and stays in business, your stuff's still there. That's it. But my worry is the company's going to go out of business and you'll be like, oh, I have 100 movies yeah. that I've bought and they're on blah service and then it goes bankrupt and then you're like, um, yeah, they did where's that. my movies? They did that with Blu-rays. There was a bunch of like, it was like ultra purple violet HD streaming like hard drive storage space you could download it and have it forever and then it went out of business and yeah like, so the blu-rays are still out there just not the digital versions yeah hmm. oh dice gods give us another number here we go oh we have we already did nine so i'm gonna flip it around and say it's six six i like it ignore the dot <laughs> Uh, this has a, a little bit of a news hidden in the news, but the big headline is Harry Potter series adaptation officially ordered at HBO Max. Yeah, man, I heard about that. Will feature entirely new cast, mm. which I understood. I saw the headline. I was like, oh, yeah, new cast because they're doing like this is the new year at Hogwarts. Mm. Like this is Harry Potter continued. No, 
They're making a season out of each book, and they're just redoing the books again. I don't understand. I don't. I don't understand. You know why I don't understand? Because I'm almost 50 and don't understand, and my teenage boys (laughs) also don't understand. Okay. They are like, what's wrong with those other movies? They like, they, because they still persist. Absolutely. So you got kids in high school now. Yes. Those movies came out, what, in the late 90s, early 2000s? Mm-hmm. All the books were still coming out. So those movies came out like 20 years ago, right, I guess? Yeah. They persist to this day for kids in high school. I believe it. To, to them, Daniel Radcliffe, Emma Watson, Rupert Grant, those are the people. Yeah. So this is kind of akin to them because they grew up with it. It's akin to them of someone saying, all right, we're going to do Star Wars with a whole new cast. <laughs> really? Yeah. They're, they're, there's teenage... This is all the talk in high school right now. They're, they're going crazy. It's foundational media for them. Yeah, they don't... They know likey. <laughs> I don't blame them. Yeah. Because it's one thing to say like, hey, we made this one, two, three series of movies and they, they kind of did all right, but we're gonna, we think we can do them better now. No. They did eight movies that persist. And they were huge. Everybody, like, critically acclaimed. Yes. Like, I get, there's the argument, like, oh, they're making a TV show so you can get more of the book stuff in there. But even then, I don't, I mean, I know there's book stuff missing in the movies, but it's, like, nitpicky. It is nitpicky. It's nothing like, it's not like a Tom Bombadil completely yeah. missing from Lord of the Rings. Right. You know, they hit most of all the points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's so weird. It's very strange, and I don't know if this is, I mean, I don't want to go political on here, but I don't know <laughs> if this is Rowling trying to fix her reputation, and she's going to be like, Hermione's the girl from the show, yes. you know, and that stuff like that. Like, I, that's what I worry about. I worry about these companies being like, oh, people think bad things about us, so let's do something that, you know. Image control. Yeah. yeah. Which, don't do that. No. No. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it, it seems, I don't know, it seems weird, And I'm, but go ahead and give me the popcorn. I'm going to sit here and like see what happens, because this could be a disaster. I believe so. <laughs> it really could be. With that expectation, knowing that it may be a disaster, you can also do like the Vegas scorecard of like how long does it go down like in flames? Like, right. is it like after the first episode and people are like, oh, Pull the cord. Because, like, they won't even, like, listen to the fans in and <laughs> um, not CGI Luke Skywalker. That's you true. Know, they, they won't. Yep. They got Sebastian Stan, who's a dang great actor and a lookalike. He's a, he almost looks exactly like him. Close as you're going to get. And, but no, they bring an old Mark Hamill and, like, just warp his face to make him look young again. And it looks crazy. And then they have to get a guy on the internet to try and fix it. <laughs> You know, it's they go that far as to like, no, no one else can be Luke, yeah, because Mark Hamill's still around and he's Luke. It's like, oh man, because <laughs> they even did the same thing too with like, you know, Carrie Fisher. The yeah, we can find an actress who can be the body, mm-hmm. but we're still gonna like grab her old face from the movie and shove it on there. Yep. I mean, they're like so not. They're like, we're not even gonna try. Yep. To find an actor that kind of looks like. So it's very, very strange to me because in my mind, it, it's a good parallel. I mean, they have Harry Potter world, That's just it. like they have Star Wars world That's over it. in Orlando. Yeah. These kids have become the face of them and they're still super successful actors now. They, it's not like they 
went away. It's no, not like yeah. they're, you know, Jake Lloyd and had all this trouble and no one knows where they are anymore. No, the three of them are still active and yeah. working and Emma Watson's huge. She's speaking in front of the UN and stuff. I mean, Radcliffe's doing awesome little weirdo movies. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's not enough time at the very least because like if they come up with this like a problem in the TV show, it's like, how do we do this? You just hand them the movie and be like, here's how they did it a decade ago. Yeah, <laughs> it's very strange. Yeah, because they're only like in their early 30s. That's it. It's not like they're in their 50s or 60s, <laughs> which, yeah. which Mark Hamill is, and they still won't do it. Oh yeah, this goodness. is not Harry Potter for a new generation because it's still the Harry Potter generation. <laughs> I know, right? Weird. <laughs> Weird gotta, decision. L- l- gotta let it die Weird out. Weird decision. Uh, the interesting little tidbit that was buried in the story, though, is that uh, the announcement was made during uh, Warner Brothers Discovery's presentation on uh, uh, April 12th, uh, but it also was announced that HBO Max and Discovery Plus are going to be combining into one service it's called Max. Oh. So if you have HBO, you're getting Discovery. If you have Discovery, you're getting HBO. Interesting. I'm going to pull a choose your own adventure real quick because we touched on Star Wars and we t- touched on AI and I got notes for either one of those. Which one do you want to go to? Uh, Star Wars. I'm always going to pick Star Wars. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> uh, just for those curious, I don't want to make anybody mad. That would have been dice number one because it would have been the first news bulletin because it is for Kip. <laughs> uh, but it's a, it's a, a combination of a couple of little tidbits. First one being Filoni and Favreau have a planned climactic event for the Mandoverse. Oh, uh, but Mandoverse, it, the Mandoverse. Interesting. That's a word that's in the blogosphere now. <laughs> uh, but according to Kathleen Kennedy and Filoni and Favreau, their uh-huh. planned climactic event is six or seven years away. Oh wow, that's cool. And for all the hints and speculation, I think it's a, a movie to cap off a six or seven year long story. That's going to be cool. Yeah. I am so, I mean, we always talk about those guys. We always talk about how much we love them. Yes. But, and I shared it with you. And if anyone hasn't seen the um, Star Wars Celebration in London interview with Favreau and Filoni, where Filoni almost, he (laughs) tears up. He does. Takes off his hat and everything. Yeah. It's very touching. It's very moving. And if that's not fully established how much one of us Filoni is, and I mean, those guys, they, I had already thought they couldn't do a whole lot of wrong, <laughs> yeah. but after seeing this and after him talking about how, if I wasn't up here on stage, I'd be out there with you guys. Yes. And he like his voice cracks mm-hmm. and his eyes well up. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, he can, he, whatever he wants to do. It was very I'm, charming and endearing. I'm there. He is now for me, you know, one of the top nerds ever yep. do what you want. I'm going to be right beside you. I'm holding the banner, you know, I'll, cl- you know, I'm going to, I'll storm a, I'll storm a Death Star with him any day. Yeah. We're on the same nerd team for yeah, sure. For sure. So, yeah. So like that just means also that they're in, they have in mind Mando's not going anywhere for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. It's going to mm-hmm. be spaced out because they got a lot of projects to squeeze in there, but something else on the cancellation circuit, Kathleen Kennedy did say, uh, no season two of Obi-Wan, but not canceled. It's paused like Willow, maybe sometime down the road. Mm. Andor season two is slated to come out August 2024, way early, but Andor season two put on the slate for coming back. Yes, that should come back. It should. I think that Obi-Wan's, I think that was just a, a one and done. I think that was just a nice thing to say. <laughs> but when Andor came out, everyone was like, Ugh. but then it was like so good. Yeah. 
that everyone was like, why couldn't this be? The brothers got compared. Yeah. Why can't you be more like your brother? <laughs> it was a sleeper hit, Andor, yeah. but it was Blade Runner Star Wars. I want that all day long. Yeah, it was so good. And then even after all the, the cutting and slicing, dicing, Lucasfilm and Donald Glover are apparently still in talks for a Lando series. Oh, yes. So that remains on the bubble. Oh, Come on, so do it. Make that happen. <laughs> that guy is so talented. Just he's got the Midas touch. Yep, with anything he does, he's just as fun of a creator to engage with as uh, Dave Filoni. Yeah. So. Ah man, yep. that would be great <laughs> because there was those. I don't know if you ever read them. There was a whole there was EU Lando Calrissian stories. Yes, they were so good. They were so much fun because you know he's just like he's like non-grumpy Han, basically. Yeah. He's just... A fun scallywag. Yeah. Great. He's like, <laughs> yeah, he's kind of like... It, there's not... He's very unique in, in Star Wars. There's not a whole lot of people like them like him, but he's got that kind of... He, he really is like the swashbuckling pirate. <laughs> yes. Versus, you know, Han Solo is kind of more of the cowboy, I would say. Oh, for you sure. Know, they yeah. call him a pirate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's less of a pirate and more of a cowboy, I would say. Yeah. With that, with that extra cantankerousness right. that you're talking about. Where right. I'd say that Lando's character, that's really a pirate. Like yeah. I'm talking... Smooth, suave. Smooth, suave, hat with the big feather in it. Yeah. You know? We do what we'd like out here. Yes. yes. The rapier. <laughs> in the rapier witch. Do you like my new cape? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. So Star Wars news. Some good, some bad, but... More Star Wars in the future. That's great. And that's all my nerd alerts. They're, I know we oh. didn't get to all the numbers, but that just means I get to save them and have less work to do yes. next time. That's great. <laughs> I like rolling the die. It's fun. Yeah. Especially as a D20. Yeah. We were talking about choose your own adventures and it put me in mind yeah. of that a little bit. <laughs> oh, man. If you want to do this, turn to page 35. If you want to do this, turn to page 68. Doesn't matter. You're eaten by a groom <laughs> on both pages. <laughs> you bought the wrong book. No. No. Mikey, thanks so much for the nerd alerts. Yeah. They were great. Pew, 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 pew. The feed is shutting down. Well, you guys know what we think. We want to know what you think. Please. Um, please send us uh, some, um, some, send us, please send us some communications. <laughs> um, you can uh, hit us up at AssumingPod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, you can Gmail us, assuming at positions at gmail.com. Every week I say, yo, Mikey. Yo. Go into your brain and figure out a way you want the Gmail formatted. Uh, pretend to be AI. That's the new scary news oh, and all the headlines that's not scary. nerdy. Well, I mean, it's nerdy because it's AI. But yeah, pretend to be ChatGP and tell me secrets I don't know about it myself and opinions mm. I should have. <laughs> and we'll, we'll address them. We want to thank you guys so much for listening, being the best positrons ever. If you want to support what we're doing here at the Assuming Positions podcast, you can buy us a coffee. Go to buymeacoffee.com slash assuming pod and uh, you can give us some ducats to help us caffeinate so we can make the world a more positive place. Caffeine! <laughs> Once again, thanks so much for listening. We also want to thank that guy Brad for doing our announcing, not Scott Productions for equipment, and Jazzar for our music. We hope you guys have a wonderful Positronic week. But before we go, we want to remind you we will be at BayCon 2023. BayCon! The first weekend of July. I'm so excited. We are very excited. So come on out to BayCon down Houston Way. Mm -hmm. Texas. <laughs> Have a great week, everybody. Be good. Be nerdy.